This is Bliss Oasis. Change your thinking, change your life. Welcome to our fifth podcast in this series where we are looking at Bob Plotter's 11 Forgotten Laws. Already we have started three of them, that is, Law of Thinking, Law of Supply, and the Law of Attraction. In this episode, we look at the Law of Receiving. Welcome to the podcast, and I'm your host, Patrick Ngoki. The law of receiving is a fourth law. As an illustration how the law of receiving works, imagine this situation. You walk ar- around the block or walk for 5 to 10 minutes in a busy street or walkway. And as you walk, put on the worst frown on your face. Then watch the reaction we receive from people. After that, Walk the same path and time, wearing the best smile you can offer, and then watch the reaction that you get. I'm sure in the second time round, you will receive more smiles than frowns. So it's life. You receive what you give. The law of receiving says that you should give in order to receive. Somewhere in the Bible, it is said that it's more blessed to give than to receive. This is understandable since there are so many desperate people out there, some of whom do not have the foggiest idea of where their next meal is coming from. And there are others who are just getting along through any means just to make, the, just to make ends meet. This, however, does not mean we should look down upon the receiver to the extent of thinking that, the, that receiving is a disgrace something that is not honorable. There are people among us, especially those who might have fallen from grace, who feel shy or embarrassed when they have to borrow or beg when they are down. This should not be the case because both the giver and the receiver are equally important and there can be no giver without a receiver. If there were no receivers, The givers would have no one to give to, and no matter how generous they were, imagine feeling really generous because of the blessings God has given you, and you look all over the place, but you cannot find even one person to give to. The Bible verse in question does not mean that one is more important than the other. They are both equally important. But I would think the verse was encouraging people to be generous and not to hold as if everything was in short supply and the store was running empty. No one, not even the poorest person on earth is unable to give. Everyone has something he or she can give, share or donate. And we are not speaking only about money here. Yes, money is important but one can also give themselves. You can give your helping hand, your time, your advice, 
your word of encouragement and even a smile to someone who needs one. God blesses both the giver and the receiver, but these should also exchange roles, the giver becoming a receiver and a receiver becoming a giver. There is always someone who needs something that you have. Something we should always remember is that no one loses anything by giving. In fact, when you give, you are receiving something else from the receiver. Admiration, though that's not very important, and appreciation, respect and blessings too. This blessing actually comes from God through the receiver. Remember it's quoted elsewhere. I was hungry and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty and you gave me something to drink. As we have learned earlier, God expresses himself through his creation by way of giving himself to it. God blesses you by giving you whatever you desire, thereby expressing his unconditional love. However, your gifts come through a channel, and this channel must not be broken by withholding generosity, because when you do this, you close a channel that would have given you more. In order to receive what you desire, you should believe that you have already received it and go on acting as if you have, you have already had it. The acting should not only be outwardly, but also deep in gratitude and joy that it's already here. It is in the emotion that we add to the desire that brings it into manifestation. Bob Proctor also speaks of what he calls the vacuum of prosperity, saying that we must also create a vacuum for what we desire. Nature hates vacuum, and we will fill the vacuum wherever it appears. In order to create this vacuum, you have to give away what you have but you no longer need or have any more use for it. For example, it does not make sense having a wardrobe full of clothes that you no longer need or wear, and yet you keep wondering why you don't have enough money to buy new clothings. Give away what you don't need, empty that wardrobe, and see new garments arrive. We should send out positive energy in order to receive positive energy. Everything we are seeking is seeking us. Giving and receiving is tied up together. Willingly give, willingly give and graciously receive. Allow it to come by being generous and a cheerful giver, says Proctor. You should be the source of whatever you are seeking by giving to those much more in need of the same. If you don't give, you will always have this feeling of lack, which will generate into vibrational messages to the field we discussed in the last podcast. And planting this vibration into that field will give you more of the lack that you fear. The universe cannot put something in your hand until you let go of what you are holding and open your palm. It is in giving that we receive. In giving, we become a channel through which the universe circulates its energy. 
and in giving we become one with the receiver and the receiver becomes one with us as another well-known spiritual life coach michael bernard beckwith says you get to keep what you give away become a channel of the universe's universal generosity the universe does not hold think of the flowing river which does not hold the water but keeps on passing it and yet keeps on receiving what you have in life is a reflection of what you have been giving as you give you receive give hate and most of the time you will get it back give love you will get love give the very best and the universe will give you the best Lastly, perhaps you have heard this story before. Perhaps not. But if you have, here is another version. There was this construction engineer called Fred, who had worked for many years with a construction company and was looking forward for retirement in a month's time. But just a week to his retirement date, his boss approached him and requested him to stay on for a few months in order to build one posh residential house for a very special client. His boss told him that there was no other trusted engineer who could do a better job or the expect need expertise needed to do this for the four bedroom mansion Nate at a lush neighborhood. Grudgingly, Fred accepted the task and, and a lump sum of money equivalent to the cost of building the house was deposited into his account for smooth operations. Here, he got an idea to hit back at his boss for postponing the retirement. Fred decided to steal some of the money by buying the cheapest and lowest quality material for the work and hiring the cheapest labor. After all, he was going on retirement and his retirement money was intact. He didn't care what would happen with whoever bought the house because he would have gone he would have left and gone from outside the four bedroom house looked neat and expensive but fred knew that after a few months it would fall apart he faked expense receipts showing that he had spent all the money on the construction after completion when he went to hand over the project to the boss, he was surprised to find his, all his colleagues, including the boss, waiting for him in the boardroom. He was made to sit down next to the boss and they all applauded him for the many years of faithful service with the company. After he was given several retirement gifts plus his retirement check, the boss stood up to make a speech. He also spoke very highly of Fred and he wished him well in his retirement and hoped that Fred would like his new retirement home. New retirement home? A confused Fred asked his boss. The boss picked the set of keys in front of him and handed them to Fred saying, yes, your new home. The very last house you have just completed is yours. It was a surprise gift for you. 
You are that special client I spoke of, the boss said as he, as he gave the keys to Fred. The whole boardroom gave Fred a standing ovation as he looked at the keys in shock with tears welling in his eyes. His colleagues did not know that he was not crying for joy, but out of regret and embarrassment. The message here is clear. You receive what you give. We should always give our best in order to receive our best. I love the prayer of St. Francis of Assisi, entitled, Make Me the Instrument of Thy Peace. The ending of that prayer goes like this. It is in pardoning that we are pardoned, and it is in dying that we are born to eternal life. I would rephrase it to say, it is in giving pardon that we receive pardon, and it is in giving life that we receive eternal life. Please join me in the next episode when we shall discuss the fifth law, which is the law of increase. Thank you. Thank you for staying with us until the end of the podcast. You may send us comments or questions through our Facebook page, Bliss Oasis Africa. The link to our WhatsApp group can also be found on the same page. You can also send us an audio message or questions through the Anchor app, which can be downloaded to your phone. You can also enjoy music and refreshing programs at our 24-hour internet radio, and you can get it at Zeno, that is Z-E-N-O dot F-M slash bliss dash oasis. Thank you. Until next time, have a nice week.